0: listening to The Alan Carter Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome to the program. Thank you for spending some of your time with us this hour. Are you outraged? Are you upset? Is it about donuts? Is it about Justin Trudeau and his choice of donuts? That story coming up later on in the program. Or perhaps you're just outraged because once again, kids are out of class because of teacher strikes. Second day in a row, for me personally, I have an elementary school child who was out yesterday and now a high school child who's out today. If you have children in the Catholic system, of course, you know they're out, and then there's rotating strikes for the rest of the week with the Elementary Teachers Federation. All of this begs the question, where is the support of parents? Where does it lie? We talked a little bit about this yesterday on the program, and my email lit up, and the phone lines lit up. When we talked about where is the support, and we talked about a a couple of parental groups deciding to take that money that the Ford government has set aside to help cover child care costs and just simply put it into a gift card and hand it to a teacher. Well, that sparked a lot of conversation. And there's a lot of different opinions on this. I'll read you this one. This is from the Toronto Star, from Martin Redcon, who writes, Perhaps Ford... Imagine he could play the populist card by casting teachers as overpaid fat cats. But it hasn't turned out that way because voters have yet to turn on teachers. More strikes might change that equation. More likely, the public isn't playing the blame game because the monetary dispute has been overshadowed by a government overplaying its hand. With unpopular and unjustifiable demands for fewer teaching jobs, bigger class sizes and mandatory online learning? Or do you side with the government that says this is all about compensation and teachers have been well-paid and well-compensated over the years and they should not be putting kids in the middle of all of this? Well, to discuss his column to begin, I am pleased to welcome back to the program Martin Redcon, who is the Queen's Park columnist for the Toronto Star. Hey, Martin. Hi, Alan. There are a lot of aflamed emotions on this, on both sides of it, but your perspective is that at this point, the majority of parents are behind teachers.
0: I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm not a mind reader, I'm not a pollster. I have not detected a groundswell of opposition. However, I don't when I drive by or walk by picketers, I don't see people screaming at them. I see people honking support. I see people opening their houses to give them uh, access to bathrooms. But I don't know exactly where the where the majority of opinion is. What I don't see is people buying into the government's line, of big bad teachers here they go again it's different this time
1: i i think back to the liberals who tried this with doctors or you remember you know the the liberal government saying well doctors are well paid and 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 this is sort of from the same textbook this you know the, some kind of public service servant makes a lot of money and therefore you shouldn't support them this in your perspective has not gained any traction
0: no and, and you 're right the doc you 're quite right Alan the, the The liberals did kind of poke at the liberal at the doctors a, a little bit a few years ago, but it was different in that they were taking aim at a couple of hundred doctors who were earning millions of dollars a year, including a six million dollar man remember that not a, a not a hydro one, but a, a, but an ophthalmologist I think who was earning six million dollars. I love ophthalmologists. I just saw one the other day but but it was a different it was a different approach by the liberals, and they took a softer touch the, the The Tories now, the the progressive conservative government, is putting out ads uh, online and in their their talking points that are trying to make it look like, oh, here they go again. Teachers are always picking fights. Well, it's true. Teachers, unions, and the membership that supports them are often fighting hard for their rights. But this particular dispute is a little different from all the other ones. And that the government seems to have outsmarted itself and painted itself into a corner by overplaying its hand with just putting too many issues on the table so that instead of people thinking, oh, teachers are greedy, people aren't talking about They're talking about class sizes, number one top of mind issue for parents, class sizes, and secondly, I would guess mandatory, not optional, four mandatory online courses was the original government proposal. Dropped to two now.
1: To two. So now wait a two. second, let me just mandatory. get you to that, though. The class size, both class sizes and mandatory e-learning are two places where the government has made concessions. But that—that that still, we still have the union saying, well, the government hasn't come to the table with anything meaningful
0: yeah well it's it's it's, it's look it, it's labor negotiations are are always complicated they're not always about who's right or who's wrong. it's often about who has the power, the leverage, and so on. But in this case, when you stack the deck ahead of time and say i'm going to take all these things away from you and students and parents before the negotiations even begin before the puck drop, as they might say at Tim hortons uh, then and then you say, okay, I'm going to only take half of that away well, that's not much of a concession considering you're still trying to go backwards so i'm I'm not sure the teachers unions or even parents and students are that impressed by saying we're going to have two mandatory online courses ramping it up quite rapidly not attempted anywhere else in north america mandatory i don't know if one size fits all look i think online courses are great i heard the premier the other day saying online courses are great mr education premier but uh, mandatory i don't know i'm not sure that's the right way to go
1: we're about to get to your calls and see where you sit on this uh, listeners and see where your perspective is but Martin, final question to you, and, and I've, I've said in the past that the uh, legislated 1% raise, that part of the reason that the Ford government put that in place was so that they then could say, when the unions predictably all band together and say, we're going to challenge that in the court, to, to be able to say to the public, see, we told you, it's about money. I guess the question is, how effective is that strategy been? And two, what's your perspective on whether or not that will actually hold up in court?
0: So you're right. They did try to make it about money, and they blew it by also making it about class.